The following presentation is brought to you by KMmedia.pro. Please visit KMmedia.pro for more information. Now stay right where you are as we present. Welcome to Positive Talk Radio, evolving ideas, one conversation at a time. Great guests, dynamic stories and interviews, plus new thoughts on a wide range of topics and concepts. I hope that you'll hang with me, Kevin McDonald, my friends, and of course, you, as together we work to understand why we are all here and what we can do to make our world a better place for all of us to be happy, be kind, and live in peace together. Yep, that's Positive Talk Radio. Positive Talk Radio. That's me. My name is Kevin McDonald. I'm your host today. And today we're going to talk about retirement. And we're going to see there's a lot of baby baby boomers out there and and the population's getting older. It's a great big topic. And we've got an expert in the field today. Her name is Sharon Rolf. And uh, she's a coach and she works. She, first of all, she worked for Boeing for like 50 years or some silly thing or in the corporate world. And, and uh, she is working to help people that feel lost when they lose their identity and their job that is everything to them. Um, just a quick story before I introduce Sharon. My father was an executive for Nordstrom for 30 years. And because of that job that he had, he was Mr. McDonald. And so when he would go into one of his departments, he was Lady Shoes uh, Regional. It was always Mr. McDonald this, Mr. McDonald that. And uh, and we want to make sure everything's clean and all that kind of stuff. And people were scurrying around and, and at his beck and call and he could do. And then uh, one day he was talking with one of the owners of the company when he was 59. And he said, you know, I don't know if I'm going to make it to 65. And the next day, that particular um, uh, executive had a package made for him, which was a retirement package. Well, we'll pay you for a year and we'll cover your benefits until Medicare and yada, yada, yada. And so suddenly he was no longer Mr. McDonald. He was suddenly Jack. And uh, so he lost all of his uh, his all of his friends were still working. And and it was a real tough transition for him to go from being Mr. McDonald to just being plain old Jack. And he didn't handle it well because he didn't have anything else to do. So he, he went and played golf until he couldn't do that anymore. And then he sat on the couch and um, it's, it was a shame. It was a shame to watch that. So I'm hoping that Sharon can talk to us and can help us understand that uh, just because you're retired doesn't mean your life is over, that it can actually be a more fun time. So Sharon, welcome to the show. How are you? Thank you, Kevin. I'm glad to be here. And um, you're right, talking about the transitions, not just one, but many transitions as we age and as we uh, decide we're the boss now, there's emotional, mental, physical changes in retirement that uh, we can plan for to a certain degree. Which you. We, well, you're welcome. Welcome to the show, because this is this is a really important topic. And you're right. There are lots of there, <laughs> there are lots of changes that take place when you um, 
decide to hang it up from your corporate job that you may have had for 30 or 40 years. One of which is you're now home all the time. And if you're married, you're now in her house all the time because she was used to you being gone 60 hours a week. And now suddenly you're underfoot and that can also cause problems within a marriage as well. So there's lots of transition, lots of things to talk about. First of all, let me ask you, in your bio, it says that you worked for 50 years in the corporate setting. Did, when did you start? When you were 10? <laughs> Pretty close. Um, I was at GTE, the phone company, for 19 years, and they transferred me to Tampa, Florida. So I spent a couple years there. And then I moved myself to Texas and worked at the post office and a bunch of um, placement agencies there before I came back to Seattle. But uh, I was at Boeing only eight and a half years. And uh, so, yeah, I did the corporate thing that get settled, get a roof over your head, pay for a car, you know, get your education. Well, I kind of did a long, I'm a lifelong learner, so I never quit learning, but um, I didn't, I didn't really follow my heart that much until I retired. And that's actually a key to doing well in retirement is starting to learn how to follow your heart. That is really tough for some people to do, especially when they've been told what to do for the last 20 or 30 years and or 40 years. And then suddenly they're captain of their own ship. You can do what you want, but sometimes it's hard to understand how to get started doing that. Yeah. So I really recommend that people start planning for retirement, maybe five years ahead of time. Um, and I have this little graphic kind of thing here that um, they now are talking about there being four pillars in retirement. Your money is just part of that. That's all we've been taught is the money part. But there's if your family changes, if they move a thousand miles away, that it may impact your retirement. If your health changes, that's going to impact some decisions about retirement. And purpose is the thing that helps you live longer. And it actually helps your your uh, health being better. And um, it gives you meaning and satisfaction about life. You know, your dad playing golf 24-7 may not have had a lot of meaning in it for him, right? No, it, well, what it ended up being is that he transitioned from the corporate world to being uh, to playing golf three days a week, and 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 he joined a country club that he could afford, and uh, so he would play Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and then they would play uh, cards after that, and then he would he went to he went there at like eight o'clock in the morning, which is what he always did when he went to work, and he came home at five, which is what he tried to do. So he basically changed one job for another job, but it wasn't necessarily something that he could continue over time, or was it a something that was fulfilling? Uh, he never, so he never, he never found his passion in life. Fulfilling is quite a nice word, but it may elude a lot of us. And um, I have a process I'm teaching people. Well, well let, let me step back. In a, when I was a teenager, I, I found, um, I was intrigued by people's potential. You know, what's my potential, but then what's Kevin's potential? What are, 
you know, what's the possibilities in people around me? And through my career, I kind of showed up as I would often be eager to help people rewrite their resume because, you know, sometimes we're too close to our skin to be able to be objective about it for a resume. Right, right. <laughs> so true. so I would help them with some objective terminology for, for the resume. But um, when I'm still, oh, okay, I just connected some dots this weekend that I was a salutatorian of the little high school out in Royal City, Washington, there was 25 of us. And so I was the salutatorian to have to give a speech for, for graduation. And my speech was on ambition. Well, ambition and potential kind of go together. And now I'm still doing that with boomers. I'm here to inspire some ambition and purpose in you in retirement, because all that free time spent on the couch is going to kill you if you don't get moving. And um, get engaged in life again. And there can be such a satisfaction of um, contributing in a, in a uh, what's, what's natural to you and your uniqueness that the world is waiting for you to share. Exactly. First of all, I got to ask you, I've only lived here like 65 years. I've never heard of Royal City. Where is that? <laughs> If you're driving from Seattle to Spokane, you're going to go past Royal City on the other side of Vantage on I-90. Oh, okay. Well, oh, I, wait, I wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not on I-90. It's it's the alternate route. You have to go south from I-90 at Vantage to go through Royal. Interesting. So that it's it was the epitome of a small town in eastern Washington. And They've been a football championship team for nine years in a row. And so they're on the map when it comes to sports there now. Oh, that's good. Well, they got a lot of farm boys that uh, eat, eat a lot of vegetables and stuff. And so they're... <laughs> They are they are really good at what they do. But I want to talk about Sharon, because when you retired, did you know that you were going to morph yourself into a coaching phenomenon that you are today? Or did that just kind of show up? Well, the curious thing, Kevin, is um, about January of uh, it seems like it was right around Christmas or New Year's that an email came on in my in basket at Boeing about um Boeing partnering with Everett Community College on a program that was coaching accreditation. And I thought, hmm, with being an empowerment facilitator at Boeing, this might be a natural next step. And um, there was, uh, in my class, I'd say half my class was from Boeing. So they weren't necessarily becoming coaches but what they were learning was very much applied to human relations and human resources and leadership, which everybody at Boeing should be a leader, actually. So um, I didn't get my application for um, education assistance, you know, tuition assistance from Boeing. I tried real hard, but they said, we're not going to be able to benefit from you retiring and becoming a coach. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, all about yeah, the money. Right. <laughs> it's all about the money. Even even when you know it, it would be great for a company if they said, you know, 
we understand that there is a transition that goes on when you retire. You're going to leave here and we want to support you in that rather than give you the gold watch and kick you out the door. Um, it would be nice if they, if they said, you know, we want to help you transition into something that you really, really want to do, but they don't do that. And in, in often, often cases. So, so you were kind of out there all by yourself and you, and you decided that this was what you wanted to do with yourself. Well, yeah, I, I was willing to invest $10,000 in myself and I can't think of a better way to spend $10,000 is for yourself. Uh, and, um, it was kind of a surprise to me, um, about six months into the program, um, I came back from a lunch. We we would sometimes do Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, class sessions. And um, I slapped the table and stomped my foot and said, it's not okay to be invisible. Where, where did that come from? I shocked myself. Um, <laughs> but it might, it, I might, it might've come from a, um, Sometime in those six months, I think I had also picked up a webinar called um, Mental Strength from Andy Smith, I think it was, from the UK. And he said, when you're facing a tough situation and you got to go into a meeting or meet with somebody that you think is, it might not go well, well, first recall a warm memory and hold that warm memory about 15 seconds before you go into that meeting. And so my favorite memory had to do with being in third grade uh, Christmas program. And uh, somebody told me I was their favorite reader because I had done my homework. And um, that was rewarding to me. Well, a couple of weeks later, I said, well, why just have one warm memory? Why not seeing how many I can come up with in my list of 10 or 12 things, half of them were in front of people. Had I been in the wrong career? Possibly. And I think that's when this little bug of becoming visible started, you know, inching its way into my psyche, I guess. Well, you know, you are an energetic person and you, you exude that energy all over you. And so what was your job at the post office in Texas? <laughs> Delivering mail. You know, See, somebody's like, gonna... <laughs> that is, that is the epitome of a, a square peg in a round hole <laughs> because you are somebody that should be out in front of people. You, you should be either doing what I'm doing or do doing something of your own choosing, but you should be out in front of people because you can get people excited about what they, about what they're doing and, and stuff like that, because you are naturally that person. I can't, I just can't imagine you being, especially in Texas for heaven's sakes. Um, yeah, I, I am now, uh, I, I had a coaching session this week with being coached and uh, they agreed that, spark is what I do. I light your fire. I want you to get moving and inspired from what's inside of you already that just needs some uh, new, you know, glasses to see what am I made of? What, what have I forgotten that 
came with that OEM, the Boeing Terma original equipment manufacturer, that would be God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of people, and I'm hoping that, and, and tell me if this is true, I'm hoping when somebody comes to work with you, that you help them find their passion, uh, find what they really should be doing or could be doing, because nobody was there for my dad to do that. And we would go and we'd say, well, would you like to volunteer? Would you like to do? And, and, and he was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be a dog walker. I'm a professional. I, I, I used to have, um, you know, 500 people that reported to me and all this. And, and so nobody was there for him to help him with his passion, that to do what he really loved or really wanted to do. And I'm, so that you do that and it's so needed right now especially with people that are a little older and a little bit more cynical and they don't think that they can do it anymore and they're not you know what i mean well you know better than i yeah the um the when i'm working with my coach he just made such a profound impact on me so he gave me here's here's what i should do um is Talk about how awful it could be, the rawness. <laughs> and he gave me this little, uh, at this stage of life, I feel useless. Sometimes at night, I, I can't even sleep wondering if my life has any value anymore. When I get ready to go out of the house, I don't even know what clothes to wear because I don't have any idea what I'm going to do. Right. It's the worst, and the worst idea of thought is it ain't going to get any better at this trajectory. It won't happen. That makes it tough. That, may, that makes it tough. How do you coach people to not have that mindset, to change their mindset, that it is, it is capable? They can do it. So here's the opposite that he gave me, <clears throat> the promise, an outrageous promise, to my surprise I'm more certain than ever I've ever been in my life. When I go to bed at night, sometimes I can't sleep because I got so excited about what I'm starting to do in my life. When I open the door of my house, it seems like it's a sunny day every day because I'm walking into my future. Exactly. Exactly. So, so, so that even though you're not 15 anymore, you still can have that 15 year old excitement about waking up and having something great happen the next day. Yeah, I, you know, just like, you know, <clears throat> our Constitution says uh, for love, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Where do we get off track with that pursuit of happiness? I'm, I'm shocked at how many people don't know what makes them happy. In fact, my sister was a good illustration of that for me. Um, and this was probably while I was still in, in uh, coaching class. Um, they bought a couple lots down here by Mount Rainier. And um, she knew that would make her happy. Now, sure, it cost an investment but it was something that she's willing to invest in when she did need a project for her husband to keep busy on. <laughs> but um, coming over, they live in Moses Lake. And so the green of the trees and um, the mountain was what really um, speaks to her heart 
um, gives her calm and, and uh, uh, happiness. So I marveled at her that she knew what made her happy. I, I, I might've been coming home from one of those weekends when I shared with them and I right away went out here to my patio and, and watered my um, petunias and geraniums. Oh yeah, Sharon, that makes you happy. Ta-da! You know, simple little things like that. Um, I that you need to start paying attention to because in retirement you've got all this free time to use making yourself or someone you know happy. That's true. Unless unless you do something silly like start a podcast and you start talking to a whole bunch of people. I have less time now than I used to have when I was driving a bus for King County Metro for for 12 years. And and I love every moment of it. But um, because it's my passion. Do when you talk to some of the people that come to you for coaching, do they innately know what their passion is or do you have to drag it out of them? Well, like one of my uh, guests on a podcast I did, I did about 50 of them. And well, good for you. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, one had been a past president of AARP here in Washington, and he had a great uh, organized presentation on the benefits of volunteering. Now, Granted, nobody sat down with your dad and told Chad how to do volunteering. <laughs> but the first rule is try something, try anything. <laughs> yep, he refused. It, it, that's you hate. They hate to see that in somebody, but but there are some people they they just he just refused. Um, it, you know, he said, "I'm not going to do something for free when I should be getting paid for it." He, he had that kind of a mindset, so that he ended up not doing anything. Um, and that, but that actually shortened his life as well. Yeah. I, I have become known on Instagram as the queen of courage. And that's where one of the places that, uh, you need courage because, um, the be, do and have you, you, you need to become a three-year-old again and be curious. What can I learn here? And he forgot that step. Nobody taught him that. They, well, they, they, yeah, it might have something to do with ego and, and serving him instead of him serving others. But um, the paying it forward or or paying back, uh, giving back is a term often used in retirement. And there's giving back actually helps you live longer. And so this this um, guest said, "Well, you you learn new things." He he ran across his dentist, and amongst all the four ways he was volunteering, didn't know his dentist was quite a biker. Knew three languages, and see what was the other thing? Um, oh, I think he had traveled to three or four countries and actually spent some time in a couple of them. And he he wouldn't have known that in the dentist chair. <laughs> Yeah, you don't cover that thing, but um, the he, uh, my guest said he became an expert learning um, to be a plant, no wood plant specialist at the arboretum. Oh, very cool! Another volunteer job he did was hospice, and in fact, he even went down to 
uh, Olympia and was a speaker on the behalf of hospice um, organization a couple of times of helping to guide some new laws or whatever. So he had quite a um, plethora of benefits you get from volunteering that you may not obviously be aware to you. And um, he said any company, any nonprofit worth their weight will give you some great training. And if they don't, you know, walk away. But he he had some great training and all the people he met, he was being social, had teams he was working with, even outside of a paying job. It isn't, you know, how we spend our time. I, like I, I, I told you before that I live in a 55 plus community and, and the statistic is the people after they retire and they've got nothing to do, they, they spend a lot of time watching TV, like uh, yeah. as much as 48 hours a week. Yes. If you break that down, that's seven or eight hours a day of just sitting there watching TV. And, and uh, it, it seems like that is such a waste of life. But I, here's another issue that I wanted you to address for me. I did something that was called family legacies at one time. And what that is, is I would interview people that were older and with the intention of creating a CD to give to their families so that they could, they could have this person's life story by that person in their own voice. And I would ask them questions and, and that sort of thing. Well, what I found out was that a lot of people that are older tend to, for whatever reason, and maybe you can help me understand this, they tend to devalue who they were and their life purpose and what they did. Why do we do that to ourselves? you have any idea? Well, there is this teaching, don't get a big head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was that. That's, that's, that's true. Stay in your lane, don't have a big head, and don't crow about who you are but i one of the guys that i talked to he was on he was in world war ii he was on the the staff for george Patton in the third army and he knew him intimately he came back here he worked in hollywood for bob hope and bing crosby and other folks and he still i had to drag that out of him he did not value i mean i would think it would be really cool to be able to say hey i knew bob hope I knew Ben Crosby. Now my sons would say, Ooh, um, but, uh, in, you know, it's because things evolved, but when, uh, um, but back in the day, that was a big deal. That was a big deal, but people stop believing that they are, is it because they don't have the value anymore in themselves or they don't, or have they given up? I, I don't, I don't understand it. Maybe you can help me. Well, I think a lot of our generation, Kevin, were told to look out there and compare yourself to everybody else. The kids these days are learning how to be their unique self. I don't have to be like Kevin. I don't have to wear the right jeans or have the right, live in the right neighborhood or whatever and, and you know, be, and still be successful. So um, we now need to teach the boomers, the retirees, 
what is it that made them so unique and special? Maybe you were the first trumpet player in your high school band. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you were an outspoken debater and won trophies at uh, state level or whatever. Um, maybe you um, set up a lemon booth out in your neighborhood every summer. Those things, just like my my hot button for ambition and, and potential was there as a teenager, it's still in there. And um, we're going to need a lot of help getting to that um, understanding and the courage to know ourselves. I think, um, I think my, my sisters never talk much about, they don't talk to me at all about my book, Fresh Courage and Retirement, Finding Purpose, Essence and Fulfillment, because I, I think um, maybe it's our church background that knowing ourselves, you know, maybe we're upstaging God or something. I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I put my essence statement on my wall behind me and I know I started bouncing off the wall saying, how will I ever know that my days are productive? There's nobody telling me what needs to get done today and, um, wasting anything, but especially time was not my idea of success in retirement. And so I would come over and read my wall hanging. I know one day I read it three times. And I gradually realized when I read, when I lived my life from what's inside of me every day felt right. It felt like it was my day. I was doing what was right for me and my values and what was important to me. Doesn't matter whether it's like Kevin or not. He's got his own unique recipe for, you know, who he is. That's right. And you should follow your heart, follow your passion. Um, do you teach people sometimes how to do that? Because some people oh, are yeah, not aware. Of that's my joy in life. <laughs> well, yeah. Good. Yeah. Because I, um, I think it turns on your inner spark. And you have a confidence that you never get any other way because who can who can um, debate what's in your soul and heart since they're not in your skin? <laughs> That's right, and and they were born to do their own thing, not not and and you just like you were born to do your own thing, and uh, and it's it's important. By the way, I want to make sure that everybody's aware. That if you go to uh, effortless, well, no, if you go to Sharon Rolf, that's R O L P H dot com, um, that's her website, which is effortless vitality. And you can also download the free, the, the free, did I say free? The free ebook, which is Call to Courage Three Tips to Awaken and Ignite Your Inner Spark. So you can go get that now and you can download it. And when you go to uh, SharonRolf.com. So let me mention while you're on this subject, my book um, is kind of do it yourself for finding your purpose. I give all kinds of assignments. You know, it's not very beneficial if you just read through the book and, oh, that was nice. 
if you do the assignments, you learn a lot about yourself. I actually, okay, let me tell you, I, I make this art block and my book is full of uh, various, um, uh, what, adult picture book. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, no, it's, it, it's the right kind of adult picture book. <laughs> Not, not, not the other kind. <laughs> I love color. I love words of wisdom. And I love to sew. Presto, they all came together in these little art blocks. And um, in fact, here's that exact art block right here. Well, that's cool. Okay. Here's, here's one for the retirees. Have you forgotten who you are? Most that's people a have. famous line from the Lion King. Yes. We are still that dynamic trumpet player. We're still the ace in the debate club. Now we've got all these networks and people that we know. Here's here. What about all that education you got in college and on? Um, you're still that person. So we need another perspective on how to look and kind of re-engineer who you are without your calling cards, business cards. I was quite pleased that my sister-in-law, once my brother passed on, she re-engineered herself and did things that maybe she hadn't been allowed to do or didn't have the time to do as a married wife. And um, I think she started taking some um, swimming lessons and she had always kind of dabbled with helping people with their websites, but she wasn't done with life and she created a new life for herself by choices. What makes you happy? Making, making positive choices at any stage of life is really vital to living your best life. Yeah. And, and Passion is the ability to light a spark in all of us. That's so true. And that's so maybe my spark will will uh, light your spark. And then we can have a forest fire. And then we'll get marshmallows and we'll make some wars and we'll have a really good time. It's, you know, and that's the thing is that we can light each other's spark. Now, you see, you've got a lot of energy and have you always had this energy and you, I, I suspect that chronologically you may be one age, but you don't feel like you are that age. Would that be true? Yeah. I started bragging that I was 74 and people don't believe me. So I like to do it anyway, but uh, <laughs> here, here's part of the message we're trying to get through. Kevin is a cherished forever. What makes you unique? Maybe one of the secret ingredients that's helped me with my um, transition maybe is that loving, that uniqueness, the, the potential, that unique ambition each of us have. Um, I'm not going to compare you to anyone. I want you to be your unique self. And we haven't exactly been given the opportunity to do that in our culture and um, there is starting to be a groundswell of boomers are gonna do retirement different and we're demanding life, you know, that we were the ones that started the, the Peace Corps. And maybe it's time to do another Peace Corps because we can make a difference in this world. We're still baby boomers and 
it's not going to be like anybody else's retirement. I hope that's true. I hope you're absolutely right because there are people that are, I call older people more seasoned. They've been, they've been through the wars and they've come out the other side. And so they've got a lot of wisdom about, about this thing called life and the things that we've all gone through. And as you, because you're more seasoned, you're, you're have a better ability to help other people uh, go through what they're going through because you've already by and large, probably have already gone through what they're going through. Yeah, Kevin, some of your listeners might be um, people, the best they can do is sit in a chair uh, 18 hours a day. I have a chair sitting right here by me. And I, I, several times over the years, I've really thought seriously about if the best that you can do is sit in a chair, you can still hear, see, listen, um, talk, uh, maybe knit, maybe draw, maybe write a legacy. Uh, you decide what stops you, just like I do. Now, how old were you when you started, uh, when you went to the coaching program? Um, I retired at 69 and a half, so that's how old I was. Wow. How come you work so long? Why didn't you retire sooner so that you could be a coach sooner and help more people? Um, because I worked as long as I could, you know? Ah, well, <laughs> see, now I took a different tact because I, um, fell a couple of times and, uh, became kind of disabled when I was 63. And so I've been retired since then. And I've been doing this and I'll be doing this. I hope to be doing this when I'm your age, which is, uh, about another decade or so, um, and, and stuff. But I hope to be able to do this because it, it, talking to people like you has a real impact on, on people that you can help. And you're in the Seattle area. Now, do you do uh, virtual as well as uh, in person? Um, yes. Virtual is getting very accessible to do a lot of things. And um, I'm probably going to be starting a group here in the next uh, six to eight weeks online on Facebook um, because we often learn from each other, you know, just having Sharon uh yak at you for an hour isn't all that fun the the beauty of of being online even though it's not face to face we're still seeing each other and we're hearing each other's stories and um so yeah i'm i would love to well in fact oh, oh another thing i'm cooking on and your help your listeners might help me with this i want to start a purpose movement series in senior communities and or senior living places. Um, they're even teaching uh, purpose to dementia patients. How cool is that? So um, if, if you know a executive director of a senior community or a regional operations director, I'd love to get in touch with them because um, I think there is some, well, and or, companies that want to sponsor and encourage and inspire boomers to live with purpose. Like I started watching, uh, I love watching Wheel of Fortune every night. And I thought, 
who advertises on Wheel of Fortune? They might want to also sponsor Sharon and her purpose movement. <laughs> so Absolutely. help me out with that. <laughs> we'll do everything we can. What's that one say? Okay, this is one of my most, most favorite. Well, look how fun and colorful that is. And I love the color. When you see what you are here to do or here for, you suddenly find yourself on stage in a play written expressly for you. And that's from B BS Flowers. We've heard uh, actors talk about a movie that was made for them or a song that was made for them or a role, you know. Um, I heard a story about um, Sicily. Um, the, there was a movie called Something Beautiful. Rose Cicely Tyson? Yeah. yeah. And, okay. and when she first saw that movie, somebody told her about it, I guess. And when she saw it, she says, I want to do that movie. Well, she has done that. You know, it took her 20, 30 years to be even asked to do it. But um, she, to me, to her, that was a movie made expressly for her. And she walked into that role because that was her dream. Um, and uh, I want you to start dreaming about what you could see yourself doing that fits you like a glove. To me, fitting like a glove makes me think of a, a restaurant, um, uh, one that takes your, your hostess or your waiter. Uh -huh. That they can be so charming and real and personable, and um, they they look marvelous doing their job because it fits them like a glove. Yep. Wouldn't you love to find something that fits you like a glove? But by the time we get to be in, haven't we? At least, haven't most of us experienced what we'd love to do? Whether or not we could make money at it or not is a wholly different concept or a wholly different thing. But can't you re reflect upon your life and what what really turned your crank when you were a kid or when you were in your 20s or 30s or 40s and you really love to do it? What is it that prevents us from doing that today? Well, that's a great point, Kevin. Um, there's a number of people that have used their hobbies to become a business or a ministry or a contribution to their neighborhoods after they retire because it just lets them do more of their hobby that they love doing. Um, so in self-help books, that was called the flow. When are you in the flow? That's exactly when you right. lose track of time, uh, I think the first time um, I felt in the flow as that defined it was when I was sewing. You know, I, I'd forget to eat, <laughs> you know, or I'd forget to go to bed or something, you know. So um, that was, that's a great place to start. Here's another idea. Do what you do for charity. Um, if you're a bean counter, uh, find somebody, you know, a uh, nonprofit or foundation that needs somebody doing some accounting work. Um, if you're a pilot, find somebody, something uh, that needs something distributed or people taking places or whatever. 
it's an easy transition until you find that spark in your heart that uh, you'd rather be doing or doing it in place of instead of. You know, you just brought up an interesting point because um, down by where I live, there's a hospital called Valley Medical Center. And they've got a huge parking lot, big parking lot. And they've got uh, uh, vans that go through the parking lot. And I was asking one of the guys, uh, because uh, they picked me up to, so I could go to the hospital. Um, and uh, I said, so how do, how do you get this job? And he said, oh, it's a volunteer thing. I just love to do it. I love to meet people. I love to help people. And so what I do is I come here and I, I work like four hours and I get to, they buy me coffee and I get to talk to people and we have a lot of fun. And then I, I'm helping people get from the parking lot to the hospital. And then even a harder job is getting people from the hospital to their car or wherever they're going so that, and he said, I just, I just love doing it. And I said, how'd you find it? And he said, I just fell into it just fell into it and and but you could there those opportunities are all over the place if you look for them aren't they yes yes and oftentimes um it, they may be in your church bulletin they may uh, be you know in your next door neighbor when you're having a conversation but you just you just kind of connected a couple dots for me and Years ago, when I was thinking about what job I'd love to have, you know, um, I don't know. It's but but one of the things on my radar was being a purser on a cruise ship. Oh, yep. I could still be on a cruise ship and I could be speaking. <laughs> you, you could. As a matter of fact, you should. And uh, I, there's another gal. Her name is Holly Dowling. And she, when she was a kid, she saw the love boat and she fell in. The, there was a character on the love boat called Julie and Julie was the, uh, uh, the, the, uh, uh, entertainment director. And so she said, I want that job. I really want to be an entertainment director on a cruise ship. And of course people said, no, Holly, Holly, Holly. No, those jobs are hard to get. You'll never, you'll never get that. And she said, oh yeah, watch me. She became a cruise director on a on a uh, um, cruise a, a entertainment director on a cruise ship, and uh, that was the beginning of her very powerful career. Um, so we can all do that, and but we've got to take uh, let let your feet follow your heart. You know what my uh, um, my favorite expression of that is, and you're welcome to steal it if you'd like because it's not mine. I stole it from somebody else, and and that is uh, your heart is free. Have the courage to follow it. And, and that, that to me, that's, that is a, is a really good, uh, by the way, that comes from, <laughs> that comes from Braveheart, the, the movie, but, but it was, but it's one of the, one of those things, your heart is free, have the courage to follow it, have the courage to live your life to the fullest because you, you had a, one of your clients worked in hospice. So he knows, or she, that at the end of life, when it's your time to go and we all get that, that day. You want to be able to say, damn, I did the best I could. I had the most fun of any time of anybody I know. And I did everything that I wanted to do. Don't sell yourself short. Is that, is that a good advice? Yeah, there's, uh, I have a book here um, called Five Things You Must Discover Before You Die. Ah. And it kind of talks about the five regrets people have on their deathbed. 
And one of them is, I regret not having been true to myself. Yep. That so, is, and that's a big one. That, that's how do you solve that? <laughs> and if somebody wants to contact you, how do they do that? Uh, my email is Sharon at effortlessvitality.org, O-R-G. Um, they, you can also leave me a message on SharonRolf.com. And uh, you can also find my book, uh, Fresh Courage in Retirement, on Amazon. And I'd love to come speak to your group and light a firecracker in them. <laughs> You know, I and I just had a thought, and I got to. We need to wrap this up, but I just had a thought that I think you should pursue. I think you should pursue a online um, Zoom style group for older folks to get together to talk and to form a community, because uh, it's hard for us to all get into the same place with covid and where you know you live north i live south and all that but on zoom that makes it's a great equalizer and you can get 50 or 60 people together and they can have a community experience and that would be a wonderful thing for for and let's, you would be you'd yeah, be great to do that let's do that in the next six weeks kevin let's well, <laughs> chop, chop. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm going to depend upon you for that because I'm I've I've got uh, I'm doing you know I, your part, your unique part. Yep. Yep. Well, I do you know podcast wise, I do eight to ten a week, and and uh, to and three radio shows and all that kind of stuff. So I'm I'm fulfilling what what I need to do, and I'm going to be doing this forever until I until Hold I tell me accountable, me. then Kevin. Yes, ma'am. Six weeks. And if you need my help, give me a call and or or email me and I'll ha I can if you need help with the technology or whatever, I bet I would gladly would support you doing that. And we set up the time and and then you come on the show and we'll say, come on, there's a there's a group for because um, I, I, I always like to tell people my my mother was part of the largest growing group in uh, on Woodby Island. It was the Widows Club. One member, and that's the other thing that we didn't have time to talk about it, but will you come back so we can talk about what it's like, how, because women are living longer than men. And when a husband dies and she now is no longer a wife, she's got to really recreate herself anew to, to be who she is independently of the man who yeah. may have dominated her life for 50 years. Yeah. That's what my sister-in-law did. And that's, that's hard to do. It is. Courage. Be courageous. <laughs> we'll talk more about that. By the way, I want to set myself aside and I wanted you to take the next minute or two to tell our audience anything that you would like them to know. The ones that are listening now and the ones that will be hearing and seeing this in the future. One of my favorite sayings, well, actually, there I guess a couple. The one that was a poem that was at Princess Di's funeral. Um, Time is too short for those who, uh, I forgot, I, I put it out on my website a couple days ago. Well, let's go to the other one. Um, and it's by Thomas Wolfe. The, to him who... Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Um, 
I might find I might find it on this little document right here because um, then we can maybe cut and paste. Oh, it's not it. Yeah, maybe it is. Um, okay, we'll we'll do uh, this other one. Hmm. Well, it's not there. All right. So, but here, here's a good thought. What could you do in the, uh, <laughs> this is weird. What is the most fulfilling thing you can do in the most productive way? That would use your unique skills optimally and make a contribution that makes your heart sing such that you awake up excited every morning while enjoying your life in ridiculous abundance in every way. That's Beautiful. And that's a, that's, a, that's a great way to end this. By the way, we've been talking with Sharon Rolf. Go to our website, SharonRolf.com, and you can get all of your information from there. You can get the free book, uh, download the free book, Call to Courage, and um, find her other book on Amazon. And um, Sharon, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Kevin. It was a blast. I'm glad you enjoyed it. So if you wait right there, I'll be right back. Hey, thanks for enjoying this episode all the way to the end. Please give us a like and subscribe to this channel. This has been a production of PositiveTalkRadio.net. Please visit our website, oddly named PositiveTalkRadio.net, for more details about us and our mission, which is to provide great positive programming designed to inspire us all. I'm Kevin McDonald, and I'm proud of these shows, and I truly hope that you'll like them and share them with friends and family. So on behalf of our entire team, remember... Be kind to one another because each other's all we got.